Hello! Hello! This is not something related to the episode of the week, but we felt like we should talk about it. Yeah. So if you're a skipper and you don't care about this news story or the mildly inappropriate content, <laughs> you can jump ahead approximately four minutes yeah just about probably we, we just wanted to find that find that intro we just want to touch base about because we've had some people write in and talk and try to uh, have the conversation with us about maitland ward and her career choices so we thought we would do a little breaking news update simply because we do have fans who are i feel like everyone's kind of not sure how to feel about it. A lot of people are really excited about it because mm -hmm. obviously she was a really hot person on the show and so a lot of guys are like, yay, we finally get to actually see her naked. But a lot of people are also feeling a little conflicted because it's like a childhood star that we have to see naked and that's not we great. We don't have to see, we don't her, have naked. To see her naked. But so like, if you is... have ever wandered onto her social media feed, uh, it's there and it's happening. So just... Be, if you are a Boy Meets World fan, you don't want to see that. Be cautious. Also, you can skip ahead from this conversation. It's true. The Boy Meets World fandom has been kind of... Uh, it's been... Uh, She's been a porn star for a while. For a while. Here's the thing, though. She has been in porn. She went to, like, from, like, solid B-list porn star to now, I think, A-list porn star. I don't know, because mm. I don't know enough about porn. You don't, like, don't follow know. that community deeply no. enough to... I don't go to any of the conventions or anything like that. <laughs> Jesus. So I... <laughs> it sounds so wildly overstimulating. <laughs> right? It's just, like, so much happening at yeah. once. And just so much glitter and so many penises. And so, like, talk about irony with Maitland Ward and the softcore porn effectively distributed in, mm -hmm. the, in season six? Six? During the prank seven, war. Actually. Might be seven. I think it's seven. The prank war episodes. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I think the whole thing was basically her just rising to fame with it, one of the more, one of the bigger sure. sites. I think I'm a little Black. concerned. Like, I, I want to do research on it, but I'm also but like, I'm also I don't want to do research, do research on, on it. <laughs> now being a big porn watcher myself, I'm just kind sure. of like, I don't, I, I, I do not shame the porn, 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 the porn industry. I don't shame like sex work or the porn industry at all i think there's a place for it i just it's it's weird to me to think about this show as i was growing up and then all of a sudden now, now this person porn. and you always make comments about like oh well they they are not gonna make it in hollywood so they're just gonna end up doing porn and now there she is. is but i think she's actually maybe like, she's very satisfied with doing it, it. yeah, yeah. I would, I mean, I would love she to. She effectively got, if I understand it correctly, like a big new contract. So yeah. like, you know, good uh, for her. Yeah, exactly. So Maitland, if you're listening. Congrats. Congrats and come on the show. We'd love to talk to you about it. About porn or the show? Both. <laughs> it's fair. We well, and I, we had, so we had someone write to us on Twitter. We had someone write us on Twitter and he said, I don't mean to take the conversation in an unseemly direction, but does Maitland Ward's career choice... Uh, choices ever come up on the show or with guests. Just curious because I don't see her involved in reunions or interacting with former castmates as often as they seem to. And so I wrote back and I just said we haven't talked about it yet. Um, it's fairly new in the fan, at least to the fandom. I The reason that I have known for a while is because I was doing a rewatch uh, about a year and a half ago. And when I was doing the research, or the research, the rewatch, 
I was like, wow, I wonder what she's up to. I haven't seen her do anything else. Like, you know how you kind of see all the other casts, like they were in Girl Meets World and whatever. So I got on her Instagram because I was just like, wow, I wonder what she's up to. Like, I wonder what she's working on. And from her Instagram discovered that she obviously had started making um, porn. And so I was like, oh, this is, I guess this is not like a big deal Mm -hmm. because no one's like freaking out about it yet. But so, which is why I say maybe I think the big deal is that she went from kind of like B-list to like now A-list porn star. I can't Mm -hmm. name any other A-list porn star people. My apologies. I have nothing to compare it to. This is so so like outside of my realm. If you search Maitland Ward and specifically the news feed of Google, Mm -hmm. you get several articles within the last week that say things like finds a new career in porn, seductive debut for Greg Lansky's Blacked. I sound so <laughs> ignorant right now. Uh, let's see. Ward caused a commotion when she inked with Society 15 last months. She's a notable cosplay star, social media personality, uh, blah, blah, blah. Risque photo shoots. Lansky welcomed Ward to the Vixen Media Group family of star performers. When was that? I think that that's this like last week. Mm. We look forward to continue working with her. Ward expressed enthusiasm about working with Black. Here's um, the thing. Um, also, I'm sure that the cast of Boy Meets World is like, yeah, do your thing. Like whatever, whatever makes you happy which is how they should be. I am sure that it is a Disney decision that she is not involved in any of the reunions. That's probably a Disney thing because now that they own the rights to Boy Meets World, well, they always have because it's been an ABC show, but well, after Disney bought ABC, but Uh from what I understand or what I can surmise from Disney, they're like, we just did a relaunch of Girl Meets World and everyone was in it except for Rachel because with her career choices being what they are, Disney would hate for someone to search her do the same thing that I did. Search her, find her Instagram, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden be down this bunny hole of like porn. So I think I figured out what blacked is. Okay, cool. Uh, blacked appears to be black men and white women. Specifically. Ah, okay. okay, if, okay if I'm okay. Ga- so their Twitter bio says award-winning high-quality film and photography studio by Greg Lansky. Uh, but then the, the cover photo is blacked.com and a small white woman and two large black men. Looking like they're okay. going to have sex in a locker room. I um, mean, if you're going to have sex anywhere, I suppose the locker room is as good as any So place. I think that's what blacked, that's their game. Okay. Black men, white women. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And now please enjoy the episode. Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Ready and break. Go. Oh, wait, I haven't flipped my notes yet. God damn it, Megan. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be a fucking professional. Right I here. know. It's not working. Starting this one off with a god damn it and a fuck. Welcome. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, sorry, Mom. Hope you saw listening. that explicit tag, because um, we never know. So, yes. what are we talking about today? Today. Hello. Welcome. This is the Feeny Call. This is the Feeny Call. By the way, I'm Megan. I'm Skyler. And we are here to chat about Boy Meets World. Yeah. One day we should trade places. And you be Megan and I'll be Skylar? Yeah. Just give that a whirl. How would that even work? It'd get kind of hurtful, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I think we would just try to impersonate the other, and it would almost certainly get hurtful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It would get unintentionally personal. 
we feel we know too much about each other it would not be fun let's don't let's not <laughs> forget it uh Scrap erase that, that from Fuck your that. memories fix that in post. like that didn't happen um, and i think that'd still be fun to hear but anyway i think so we'll record a special episode just for us to listen to we'll need, and if it makes us cry then we won't air it sure. that's how we know it's well, like well, that one we might need a moderator for <laughs> uh, <laughs> bring that, sarah in that she'd thing be like stop that, right that thing we thought we were gonna do mm-hmm. when we started this um i was thinking should we like re-record those early episodes no it's not worth it right fuck it anyway forget no, it absolutely not so episode 16 of Boy Meets World. Yes, we're that's in what we talk one, about. Episode sixteen. The title is Risky Business. Risky Business, like the movie. My trivia has absolutely nothing to do with the episode whatsoever, but here we go. This aired on Disney Channel from two thousand to two thousand seven, after it was already off of sure. uh, ABC, as well as shortly in fourteen to promo. Girl Meets World. But this show is the network's longest lasting syndicated program as of 2015. And probably still to this day because I can't think of a show that's run longer. Cool. Disney Channel shows usually are like three to four seasons. Yeah, yeah. They usually tap out. Kids have But a, a Disney Channel experience. season is not like a normal network television season. Oh, it's there's so Because sometimes up. they'll do like a 45 episode season and then mm. like a nine episode season. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's some crazy... What's his name? What's the guy that runs Disney's name? Mickey Mouse. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> sure isn't. Cool. So anyway, let's do a recap in this episode. Uh, 30 seconds on the clock. Oh, it's, do you have it? Okay. It is my turn this week. There you go. And go. So in this episode, they're supposed to be doing a financial, like, economic setting where they've been given a fake $1,000 to invest, and they have to report on it. And Corey and Sean don't start... And they decide that they're going to bet on horse races. uh, Or no, they make a bet with Minkus because Minkus is talking shit. And so then in the bet, they make a bet on uh, horse races and they win and they go really hard and then they win more money and Corey's feeling like he can't lose. And then he goes to get baseball cards signed and leaves Morgan home alone. She breaks some windows and then he realizes that you can't take risks if you can't lose. Something like that. All right. Well, it's pretty. I I went 54 milliseconds over. I mean, that's fine. It was pretty spot on all right so i guess we'll go home then all right well bye everybody Um, thanks for coming yeah so that's the episode this week risky business risky business what did you learn what did we learn i'm looking at my notes i didn't take notes about what i learned i took notes about flubs in this one and like oh. mistakes because it's chock full of dumb shit oh boy um, how exciting that i enjoyed what did i learn in this one i mean this one the whole lesson Corey spells it out when he says i learned that i you you shouldn't gamble anything you can't afford to lose and yes. finney says i didn't teach you that and he says i stumbled on that one on my own like that's mm-hmm. that's it that's the one that's where we're at in this episode it is, um uh, yeah the b plot involves alan and amy and valentine's day and proposal and sitcom shenanigans how funny uh, though it's a good little subplot i love their rela- their marriage is great right it's general. a fun subplot it doesn't mean anything in the like grander no, scheme no well it's not even like a parallel subplot either where like mm-hmm. like there's nothing about like risks and reward and losing like in their subplot like it's just mm-hmm. uh and we have these two actors on set this week and we need them <laughs> to not be in the house at this part and set up like a little bit of a well and there was no reason first of all there was no reason for it to take place around valentine's day other than amy and alan doing like the right whole let's go to the place where you proposed whatever nonsense but mm-hmm. also 
We just, episode 10 was the Christmas episode. We're on episode 16 now. So six episodes happened from the time span of Christmas to 14th of February. Yeah. I don't understand the timeline of the show. Yeah, and yet 10 episodes took us from like the beginning of the academic year to Christmas. Yes. Yeah. And n- still no jackets from anyone ever. <laughs> still no appropriate weather clothing. No snow. No, no snow. Nothing. Nothing. It's all bull. Anyway. Um, Those Californians have no idea what it's like to live anywhere other than California. Yeah. What did you learn? What did you, what's your takeaway in this one? I mean, yeah, that was pretty it's much. It's really easy in this one. It's very straightforward. It's, yeah. I think it's, it's good because I've got some good like flubby, flubby schlup stuff we can chat about so the high i mean yeah the higher the risk the higher the reward but also the higher you can fall so it's just about it's funny like Corey's always yelling about like greater risk greater reward and like it does you know the whole idea like he doesn't dawn on him like oh that also means though like greater loss yeah a greater loss you know one way or the other there until Um, of course he almost loses more you much of a gambler you doing gambling i do not know i don't gamble at all and i think it's just because i'm poor and i don't have money to gamble (laughs) so st louis a few weeks ago and we're staying like right next door to a casino Mm -hmm. and we were planning to go but then we were both just kind of fucking poor so i have (laughs) yeah i mean my best friend and i wanted to go to vegas we had kind of started to plan this trip and we got halfway through kind of planning it and we were both just kind of like we don't gamble though like what would we do sure i mean i guess we'd want to go and gamble but neither of us knows i still like i've played poker maybe five times in my life and every single time i need it re-explained to me gotcha i used to gamble when i was a kid a lot i mean with not a lot of money but like Mm -hmm. my brothers and i that was like we used to play texas hold'em a lot um i just have such a hard time giving up money over something so trivial as cards Mm mm-hmm if it's something, but if you it's can something win money. specific, that's true. But knowing my luck, I wouldn't. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, so. I used to. I. I mean, I still like bets, I guess. But like, I'm too poor to gamble. So, oh, entirely. Entirely. Uh, but when I was younger, I used to love bets on anything. It's like I'll bet you, you know, a dollar. I can race you faster there. You know, things like that. Like what Corey starts doing in this mm-hmm. episode, where he's like. 10 to 1, that's mom on the phone. Like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love making, like, small, silly bets like silly bets like that. Um, and, like, games of chance. I'm a big fan. I love it. I don't have yeah. enough money to gamble. No. Sometimes if I find myself with a spare dollar as I walk past a lottery kiosk, I'll, like, grab a ticket for shits and gigs. My family's big on scratchy lottery tickets. Interesting. Uh, it was my, like, grandmother. She really loved scratch-off lottery tickets. And then, like, that's just kind of trickled its way down. I think it is a little bit of a familial thing, too, yeah. because I neither of my parents gambled. We went to Vegas once, and it was just because we were on our way to a cousin's wedding in, in uh, California. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed at the Excalibur Resort in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Sure. I was 11 at the time. I think my brother was 14. Gor- we got to swim in the pool. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And... But neither of my parents gambled while we yeah. were there. They weren't like, all right, you guys stay in the room. We're going to go downstairs. Right. They, they probably just, like, didn't go to strip clubs. They or just, we didn't do... Do all the vice stuff. No. You know? We just walked the strip. We got to see all the lights and everything that was happening. And then we went back to the room mm-hmm. and pretty much went to sleep. We did get there super late, though. Our flight was sure. super... I would anyway. like to go to Vegas. I've never... I was, I was going to say I've never been. I have been. But it was, I was when you were younger. Uh, I was an infant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> There is a, a photo of my family in Vegas, and we were, I don't know where we were exactly, yeah. but we were at some medieval-themed something or other. That was the Excalibur. That's oh, where great. I stayed. Then I guess we were there. I'm sure my parents know, but uh, that's all. That's my Vegas experience. I'd like to go again, but I can't afford to either get no. there or 
enjoy myself there. It's not even getting there. I feel like a flight is relatively a normal price. Sure. But just staying there is too expensive. Well, and like if I'm going to go to Vegas, like I don't want to have to be upset about worrying. I don't want to worry about spending money. Yeah. Like the, it feels like the point of going to Vegas is to spend money yeah. on entertainment and things like that. And I don't want to have to be like, oh, well. When the one, so right before we left, we were about to get into our rental car and my dad was like, well, let's just, I'm just going to try it. Let's, try, I'm just going to give it a go. So we went in and he did one of the little machines and he turned 20 cents into 80 cents. And then he was like, all right, I did it. Let's leave. And so that was like, that's the only High roller over here. I've ever been around. <laughs> but I know a lot of people who, like I knew um, a friend of mine, his family used to go every Thanksgiving to this boat from where I'm from it's a casino on a boat Mm -hmm. and they used to go that was like their Thanksgiving tradition was they would eat Thanksgiving dinner and then they'd go to this casino and so he was big on gambling because his family was and so it's it's got to be a little bit of like a familial yeah I mean I was exposed to it when I was a kid I learned how to play hold'em when I was that young and like my that was a thing my brothers and I used to do we'd all buy five dollars in and one of us would walk away with 20 and the others would walk away with nothing and there you go. Uh, I was pretty. I was good. I like. I like Hold'em a lot. Mm-hmm. In my adult life, I don't, haven't had really any friends that have been. Um, we're all in our twenties. We're too poor. Well, that even, shit's for like when we're adults and married and parents, and we need a night out. I guess. I mean, even when I was in college, like I didn't have any college friends that like even wanted to gamble. Again, I know we're poor, but like I'm talking five dollars. And we're, you know, gambling and over five bucks kind of thing. I didn't even have the college friends that wanted mm. to, like, play Hold'em with me. Um, yeah. Damn, now I want to play some Hold'em. <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree right. there. Well, it's I even easier now, you. too, because, like, just with Venmo and shit like that, like, yeah, it used to be, like, a matter of, like, oh, no one has cash. Like, we can't play poker. Yeah. Someone's got cash to walk away with. And but now, now it's like, oh, you can Now it's like everyone's want. buying them five bucks money's and you send your money where you need it to go. Yeah, money's all over the place. It's, it's everywhere. in cyberspace. Putting I mean, I've never, I've never gambled on horse races. I never really intend to. It's so stressful to me. Yes. Again, I would put maybe like five bucks down if I had it to just, you know, mm-hmm. put down. And if I were there. But uh-huh. I, I don't see horse racing if I'm not even there. People yeah. who don't actually go to the right. tracks. Right, like betting on a horse and then like just listening for the yeah, winners. just listening. That's, that's, Crazy. that's stressful. I did bet, me. actually, you know what, in college, I did bet on the Super Bowl one year with a buddy of mine. And he was talking shit, and we were talking about like double and triple and down, and I was like, no, 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 no. And then whatever it was, whatever whatever it was, like I was clearly winning by a landslide. Oh no! And just bet throughout the game, and I was like, fuck, I really should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the again point. high risk, risk reward, etc. High reward. Um, yeah, cool. So I mean, that's that's the clear clear cut. There video are such good moments in this episode with everyone Mm -hmm. for example eric when he comes in and he's like i am a dating god actually i hate eric's entrances in this episode oh my god i do both of his entrances in like the beginning of this episode when he walks into the kitchen and he's like imagine you're so and so the hottest girl and why won't you date me like that whole sequence he does i'm like hate this, this, is, this is <laughs> that forced. was ridiculous that this was bad so terrible and then he walks in again he says i am a dating god i'm like this is dumb this i is think not- it was just his proof of taking Corey's advice for the high risk i mean and so I then he, he's I like don't flying like, high i just don't like the writing of it 
I don't like the entrance at all. Fair. And I think that like something about I don't think that will uh, that will Friedel like even he tries his best to commit to those entrances, but it just and doesn't just, feel right. No. And it feels bad, and they feel rushed and like. Maybe it's the direction of the scene and the editing, whatever it is. Both of them feel shitty to me. I don't like them. That's my opinion on Fair. it. But also, we got great Morgan moments in this we episode. We do get excellent Morgan moments. I love her. Morgan's her, so sweet. Her dancing. This is a very, mm-hmm. yes. This is an interesting episode because I feel like we've never seen Morgan in distress before. She's, yeah. She always handles everything that they've thrown at her with a sense of humor mm-hmm. and now this is the first time that she gets in trouble and she's sitting in the treehouse and she's like rocking mm. back and forth and she's like this is bad this is so bad yeah yeah it's so I sweet i agree i wish uh how funny it would have been if she turned the music on and it was just take those old records on <laughs> <laughs> it was just old time rock and roll just to like really hammer that down i was um, gonna say i I guess I knew how to work the stereo, but I would have put in like one of my CDs. She just turns she on just the radio. Playing, and just like, well, yeah, I was like, that. what if it was on something that you didn't like? I'm shocked that she didn't like have a CD that she put in her. I guess it'd be a tape at that point. Yeah. CDs weren't around yet. It is a good bit. Yes. I've got, I got some flubs okay. that I want to chat about. Oh boy. First off, I wrote, hasn't Topanga worn that outfit like three times like now? Like three times. Maybe four. That white dress she over those leggings, <laughs> and like she is, I the amount of times we've seen her in that like that white mm-hmm. like lace torn kind of dress thing with those leggings, I'm like, what the fuck? I think they couldn't they just, get her another dress. No, well, and I think I was even thinking that about actually Corey and Sean's wardrobe. Yeah, I, was I feel like, like we've, we've seen, seen these outfits, outfits before, mm-hmm. which for me actually is very satisfying because I will watch shows nowadays and every single episode somebody's in something different mm-hmm. which I'm sure is a choice by the costumer to differentiate between episodes however that's not real at all I wore yeah the same thing I mean I sure. I, I the shirt that I'm wearing right now, I've worn it so many times before. Right. So it's obviously just like, like yes, it's more realistic for people to wear clothes more than once. Yes, and uh, which is something that I appreciate about the show, about this show specifically. However, I do understand that like we've seen with Topanga specifically because she's in. She's only so been few in like episodes. ten episodes, yeah. and I think oh, we've less. seen this outfit four times. Yeah, less than yeah. ten for sure. And so they've reused this one a few too many one. times for her. For Corey and John, it's understandable though, especially yeah. with. Sean. Sure. Feeney says he doesn't condone gambling of any type, but later in the series, we, I can think of I can think of at least two poker. Yeah, I think of two moments. There's the the poker scene where he's in he's with playing the with the teachers and Eric comes in and starts to to beat them all in poker, uh, and he's having a good time there. And then there's also oh no, you know what? I'm trying to think. There's like an episode. Um, it's when he hustles. Um, Turner's friend Eli yeah it's when he hustles Eli uh, he's like gonna do a race for for raising money for a charity or whatever oh yeah I guess that's not gambling that's not gambling but he, he hustles he him he hustles him and then I feel like there's another time where we see isn't there like a, a race that like that we hear like the last end of something with Turner and Feeney where they were like racing to school I don't know. No, maybe I'm making it up. I don't know. There's definitely the poker game. But yeah, he happens. definitely plays poker. I'm sure 
Well, it seems like one of those things that he wouldn't be down for at first, and then they talk him into it. It seems like one of those things where he's just like, no, no, I need to go home and grade papers. And they're like, come on, George, you oh, never see, play I'm, with us. I'm of the opinion that like Feeney loves gambling and playing poker. Even though he said this, he doesn't. I'm in, in this scene, he's like, it's my sixth grade class, and I don't condone gambling. That's like if I were teaching a bunch of my kids, yeah. and you know, one of them got, stood up and said something about... Getting sex or, or getting drunk I'm like that's we don't condone that here you know but like that doesn't mean that like goes home on weekend drinks right. 14 beers sure <laughs> not in several years but um <laughs> anyway so there was that uh when Corey there's this he does the phone bit phone gag over and over there's like three phone calls in a row with mom, oh dad, yes mom. yeah the first one he pulls up the antenna yes and smacks it down one, the second and third phone call does he not. does not pull up the antenna but that. he does try to smack it down at the end of both of those phone calls as if it has been pulled up and i'm like wow someone fucked that one up yeah no directing kidding. that's like i don't even put that on him i put that on the, <laughs> whoever was whoever's watching the fucking whoever show whoever script supervisor was right get your shit together right uh assistant director you should have been like hey uh i just want to let you know that he didn't pull up the antenna uh, and they were like shut up we got the shot we gotta move on yep um we and- only get the girl for two more <laughs> hours <laughs> she's gotta go home yeah uh and in this episode bob stupchek owns uh pizza world but in the christmas episode bob stupchek owned uh sports world he must own a lot of worlds what if he's like the big what if that's the big monopoly i think that's that's the joke is that like because he literally says bob bob stupchek's pizza world whereas in the christmas episode it was bob stupchek's sport world had to literally pull up a truck to sean's house or whatever and now it's bob stupchek's pizza world so i think that's like that's supposed to be like an in writer's joke, yeah. which I've never noticed before that they reuse. No, and I didn't even know Bob Stupchek. I didn't even catch that this right. time around. I'm gonna keep an eye out for if they do it again. That definitely is like a like an it's in gotta the be room a writer's, writer's, writer's thing, joke yeah. where they're like, yeah, Bob Stupchek, the guy in town that owns all the different worlds, you know. <laughs> uh, and it's always ends in world, right? Like you know, it's pizza world, sports world, and an ice cream world, mm-hmm. and all, you know whatever it is. Um, which is like that's fine that's a funny joke for me in terms of like if you're in a writer's room and you're just gonna like bang that one out all the mm-hmm. time um, that's yeah we'll a fun... have to see if that reappears right I hope it I'm does I'm so interested uh, in that. cause I've never noticed it until now but I was like oh wait 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 that we just did that we just mm-hmm. used that bit um, those were my flubs that I wanted to talk about in this one mostly yeah and of course weird time jump that it's only February even though we just had Christmas but whatever, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that she leaves. I don't know what age your mother started leaving you home alone. But my mother didn't really start leaving me home alone. I guess when I was like 12, 13-ish. However, I was not responsible for anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. So it amazes me that she was like, stay home with your, what, seven-year-old sister. Have a good time. And I'll be back soon. Now, see, I'm the youngest mm-hmm. of four boys. My oldest brother has seven years on me. Uh-huh. So when he was 12, I was five. Well, oh. And, and he, they left him That's almost to... certainly... When they started leaving you alone. I, I can't imagine that it was not so. I mean, I don't know. I... I have a really warped perception of it. Like, I remember being home alone or home with my brothers and not my... I remember my being home without my parents mm. plenty as a young person. But not in ever in, like, an uh, abandonment mm-hmm. kind of situation. Just in a matter of there were so many of us. Mm-hmm. 
And by the time I was five, my oldest brother was already 12. So really, you know, by the time I'm, I'm seven, then I have a 14-year-old brother mm-hmm. and a 12-year-old brother. So 14, I, I can understand. 14 well, is I when I I think the concept babysitting. of babysitting is wild anyway, because it's here so I am, a grown-ass adult, trusting you, a fucking 13-year-old, yeah. to watch my five-year-old, yeah. which is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like John Mulaney's bit, when he talks about, like, that's asking a horse to watch your dog. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, food's in the pantry, and uh, you're a horse. Yeah. <laughs> um, For sure. Babysitting like, is it's wild. absurd, and all manner of speaking I remember babysitting though and I only babysat a couple of times because I'm only decent with children Mm -hmm. um so I the couple of times that I babysat I remember one instance in particular I put the kid to sleep it was a girl and I put her to bed um she went right down we read a story together I think I sang her a couple songs and then I went into the kitchen and I was like in this house by myself Mm -hmm. but I'm 14 maybe at the time 13 14 Mm -hmm. and I just go into like instant panic I'm like I am here by myself like I have nothing to do in this house right now and it's huge and it's dark and I'm alone and Mm -hmm. I was like and they won't be home for two more hours I was like, this is the worst thing that I could have ever done to myself. It was terrifying. Yeah. See, other 14-year-olds would have started raiding liquor cabinets, but... Uh, <laughs> but no. Not you. <laughs> not me. I don't know. So, I mean, I think the whole concept is kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, I understand. Like, all right, you're 12 now, so you got to watch your sister. Yeah. Especially since I'm sure the dinner, they only plan on being at dinner for like two, two and a half right. hours. Right. You know, watch your sister for three hours. Now, you know what's ridiculous? That Amy fucking offers to pay him two dollars an hour yeah. to babysit. That's robbery. That is robbery. <laughs> Especially that's since Feeny just paid him eight bucks per shutter. Yeah, that's garbage. Like, I don't even care that it's the 90s. Mm-hmm. Two dollars an hour is horseshit for that's babysitting. So I mean, now you got babysitters are fucking, it's expensive. Oh, they're expensive. Um, Which, I mean, you go out for, again, you go out for two hours, say a babysitter's like 20 per hour. It's like, I don't know, 45 with tip. Sure. But that's still, I mean, think about how much you're spending on dinner. Right, like paying a babysitter 50 bucks so that you can go out and then spend whatever you do on your night out, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. But like, it made me mad when she said, job pays $2 an hour. Because what that said to me too was not... I'll give you Corey two dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. What that said to me was normally when I go and when find go a sitter, out. I offer them two dollars an hour, and that's bullshit. I hope not. I really <laughs> to offer hope she someone else's that. kid two dollars an hour to come and watch your kid. But maybe because Eric, I'm sure Eric had done his fair share of babysitting, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's the family. That's rate. the family. Rate. I don't know. Whatever. That whatever it is, it's horseshit. That way, at least five say, bucks an hour. Well, because for if she within had, the family. If she had said five dollars an hour, and he were to go up to Eric and say, "Mom's paying me five dollars now," and Eric only got two, then Eric would be like, "Mom," and he would like lose his mind. Eric shouldn't have gotten two dollars now. What? Uh, all in all, even if these kids are in your all family, in all, Amy Matthews is cheap as hell. You should not offer your children, unless they are toddlers, anything shy of five dollars to do any real work of any kind. Like if they're toddlers and you're like, I'm gonna give you a dollar for this, like that, whatever. I don't give a shit about that. But babysitting is not nothing. Yeah, it's no. you know, it's not nothing. And so offering two dollars an hour is bullshit. Is. Morgan even says it herself. You have to entertain me because I right. think of all the fun times I had with my babysitters. Sure. They would play Barbies with me, and 
We played, I played a lot of cards with a lot of babysitters. Mm-hmm. I only remember two occasions upon which I had a babysitter that was not my family. Uh, that's fair. My brothers, but. When my brother and I were really little, we had, I remember a couple babysitters that we had. Once in particular, I love this story. This is one of my favorite babysitting stories. We went to go get ice cream. It was like probably a 15, 20 minute walk away from our house at the time. And it was a nice summer day, whatever. But we, she forgot the keys and we got locked out of the house. Nice. And my parents were at work and unreachable. And she was like, crap. So we were like, we'll just go over to the, our neighbor's house at the time. We we're like, we'll just go over to the neighbors and hang out with them. So we did. They didn't have a spare key, but we just hung out with the neighbors until my parents got home. That's fine. That happens, you know? But it was so funny. We just got back and I'm she sure was she like, was terrified. Oh, oh, I can't imagine what was going through her brain. Poor Lisa. Yeah. Um, the other thing, money-wise, Sean and Corey have $650. Yeah. And this, the, you know, the glass in the store breaks and the vase. And they spend all $650 on that. They got to split it up, though. So that's where I'm at, right? I was like, you know. They got to split it equally because it was an equal partnership. So if it's. I was like, it's bullshit if if Corey Corey spent Sean's Sean's money money to fix this. Moreover. How much does it cost to fix a broken window? Windows are expensive. I I don't have any issue with the amount that it would cost to replace the glass on French doors. $300 to replace the glass on French doors sounds reasonable. Because that's fair then. Because then that means Sean... It would not be $600 to replace the glass on a single French door. That's that's too much. But replacing all the glass on one French door with like a decent glass and window company, Mm -hmm. like $300, fine. Um... So maybe Sean gets to keep his piece of it. But I thought Corey said something that was like, here's all the money Sean and I had left or I don't know, something like that. Uh, he did. Right? He when he brings the rose, the he was like, here's the money we had left. Which maybe, I don't know. I don't know where Sean was because they got home and Corey was screaming and he was like, where's Morgan? And Sean is really concerned as well. Sure. Sean shows his concern. So there, it could have been like... Maybe Sean offered the Yeah, maybe in. Sean was like... That's horseshit still too. Fault. Yeah, it was also my fault because I lured you out of the house. I basically gave you no choice. Um, which is... It's, it's stupid. Right. Whatever. But it's, it's sweet of Sean if he did contribute. Fine. Bigger problem. But His parents do not further investigate where the money comes from. No. They are not more no. concerned with where that money is huh. from. They accept his answer as like, I answer. can't tell you. And they say, okay, no, 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 no. Well, <laughs> if my 12-year-old suddenly has $600, 600. Yeah. we got some hard questions yep, to ask. We got okay? serious questions. <laughs> I need to know what's happening and who gave you $600 because it didn't come from nowhere. No. <laughs> All right. Like that oh, came no. from somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, and I would be thoroughly concerned. Uh, and if even if my if my twelve year old then said like, I gambled my allowance on a horse race, mm-hmm. I would say like, cool, congrats, that's illegal, uh-huh. so don't do don't it again. Don't do that again. And I'm gonna take part of this money now. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's because he. Well, I don't know. Since he gave up the money. Nope. Still concerned about where it but came he from. Didn't, well, yeah, still <laughs> concerned about where it came from, but. Like you said, I'm going to take the money. Well, they didn't even need to take the money because he offered it up. Right. If my 12-year-old was like, I'm betting on horse races. Here's my, I've won $650. 
I'd say, great, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And that money, I wouldn't take it away from them. I'd probably like, I'd say, great, that money's going to a savings account for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're it's not allowed to, your college like you don't get to hang on to that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be for you yeah. later. Because uh, you acquired it illegally currently. Yes. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't believe that. Well, I mean, Sean's family is shady anyway, but I can't believe that that was just so easy for him to just be oh, like, that, put that some part, money on a horse for that us. That part doesn't bother me. <laughs> That's easy. God. That one, I have no hurdle the getting Hunter over. Family, I have a hurdle getting you. over the responsible Matthews family not further investigating. That is so true. $650. Also, what's up with the Matthews? They have these nicknames for each other that we never boom, hear boom again. And, and also, those are horrible nicknames. It's garbage again, writing. Same thing it's that I was writing. kind of talking about in last week's episode, where... Uh, when they do these kind of cartoony things, I have such a hard time mm-hmm. believing it. And we learn later on that Amy and Alan have been together since high school. Alan says they broke up a couple of times. Amy's like, no, we only broke up once. Mm-hmm. So this breakup must have happened in their early 20s for her to get proposed to in that time. So this must have been a pretty hefty breakup yeah. if they were apart for enough time First that Amy started dating somebody, got serious with that somebody, and that somebody proposed to her. Well, we presume that that, we, you know, you presume those first two steps. Yeah. Maybe it was just, you know, this is our first date and he proposed. Who knows? That's true. Yeah. This is all an assumption. But, sure. well, and obviously she said no or she, it was probably a, it was probably a case of they were in there, like she was probably 19, 20 at the time, mm-hmm. and probably they went out for a couple of months, and mm-hmm. then he probably did propose, and yeah. she was like, I'm not ready. Yeah. So, but that's so crazy to me that, that thinking about that timeline, I was trying to kind of piece it together in my mind because they do say they've been together since high school, but then mm-hmm. they also have, she says one break, he says a couple, so. But you know what? Her memory's clearly not that reliable. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. (laughs) There's there's scenes later in the show where now I'm more inclined to trust Alan, even though he's proven wrong, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. uh, and and made to be, be the fall guy, so... That's really, it's very funny, that turn of events where her face just kind of like... Right, where she realizes it and shock. moves on. I love it. It's just a good... appears on her face. It's a good scene. She's like, um, oh, uh, let's just skip to the romantic part. Mm-hmm. He's very good about kind of forgiving and forgetting, though, because mm-hmm. I think about, I don't know, I feel like that's, that's a big thing to not know about your significant other. Sure, where you proposed. Where you proposed to. Right. I, I mean, past relationships, whatever, but I think about, like, wow, if my significant other were engaged before me, I guess she never did actually get engaged, but yeah. still. That's, like, that's I a get big that. deal. That's a big deal. Someone wanted to commit their whole life to you. Wow. MVP. Oh, yeah. Who's yours? Mine is actually Corey. Mm. Believe it or not. He does stand up. And I think it's up. because... It's just because he learned his lesson and he admitted to it like that. Mm-hmm. He instantly showed up, was like, oh my, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have left her. Mm-hmm. He runs to the backyard, talks to Feeney. Feeney's like, she's up there. He runs up there and he was like, I will take the blame. This is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. It was my fault that the window got broken. I like, mm-hmm. I will take it upon myself, mm-hmm. which is so like, it's one thing to come home and realize that you messed up, but then it's another thing to like point the finger and be like, well, yeah, I left her, but like Morgan still broke the thing and right. she should know better than to throw her doll inside and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, but he was instantly like, I take responsibility for this. And he knew, and he was willing to put up that money to sure. pay for the window. I'm going to agree. Much like yeah. how last week I gave it to Eric for really stepping up and like learning his lesson. Mm-hmm. And, and taking it, you know, with and landing on his feet gracefully. 
from like quite the fall Corey really does the same and it doesn't it doesn't take anyone else Mm -hmm. to teach him that yeah he 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 learns learns that on his own from his own downfall Mm -hmm. so that's good yeah i'm there with you yeah cool all right, well, follow us on the interwebs. Yeah. On your socials and things, on, you know, the circles. Share and Google like Plus and subscribe. And Share with Path your and What are these? Dead, what? Dead social media networks. Yeah. And Vine. Uh, Vine and... I do love Vine. Man, I... My best friend loves Vine more than anything. R.I.P. Sarah also loves Vine. Um, Paul, and, Paul and Sarah are big Vine fans. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter because those ones didn't die yet. So uh, we're there. At the Feeny Call Podcast, feenycallpodcast at gmail.com, things like that. Check us out. Like, share, subscribe. I really got to go. So thank you so much and class dismissed.